Welcome to the Save Your Marriage by Restoring the Man podcast, dedicated to all the men who are going through marital problems and want to save their marriages, with host Arturo Henriquez and sponsored by The Fortified Spouse. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode. I want to first invite everyone to join our Facebook group, Men Save Your Marriage. The link to that will be in the summary of this episode. And I also want to invite you to a schedule a private complimentary call with me to talk about your particular situation by going to www.fortifiedspouse.com forward slash call. That's C-A-L-L. Now, in this episode, we're going to talk about, you know, how to get to the root cause and more importantly, how to heal uh, your wife's hurt and resentments. Um, now, we have talked at length in many podcasts, certainly in our Fortified Spouse program, about how to become the better you. And to do that, you have to deal with your own pain. You have to deal with your own emotions. You have to be able to manage your own anger, resentment, hurt. And more importantly, you have to dig deep, do emotional work to heal your insecurities, which are being triggered um, and which are causing you to be angry or resentful and whatnot, sad, um, or having limiting beliefs uh, that are holding you back and certainly causing great rift in your marriage, if not the primary problem in your marriage crisis. Um, So we've talked at length about resentment and how to heal your own resentments. Uh, And before I go further, I do want to invite people to come on, you know, for a free one-time call with me by going to the fortifiedspouse.com forward slash call. You know, we'll do about a 45-minute session uh, where we'll talk about you and your situation and hopefully give you a lot of clarity and some tools. Um, Anyways, back to the podcast. Uh, So yes, we talk about how to heal your own resentments, how to recognize them, and also how to heal them. But many times people come to me because they're more fixated on the fact that their wife, their spouse is holding on to the resentment than recognizing the resentments that they're holding on to, right? So it's their their focus is more on the, the wife's resentment than their own resentment. So looking external as opposed to looking internal. Now, we talked about this in the past, and I'll mention it here, but resentment is really a systemic infection of anger. And anger is really an outward response from hurt. So if we track it back, resentment comes from anger that's not healed, not solved. But anger is really just outward hurt, pain. So if we boil it down, this process of resentment is going back to the initial hurts that cause the resentment as it's spun out. Resentment is the poison because if we work on hurt, we usually heal those fairly quickly and we can move forward. If we don't heal those, they continue to fester. They continue to poison the system until the whole system, the whole relationship gets to be bogged down by the infection of the resentment. So today we talk about what do you do about your wife's resentment? My guess is that both of you have carried along a lot of resentment. That's typical for most couples. And my guess is most of the time couples If you are like most typical couples, you have begun to rationalize that away. You've become to rationalize the resentments that are there for you to explain that your spouse shouldn't be resentful. 
but you certainly deserve to be resentful. That's just kind of how we play this game in our mind, in our heart, with our emotions. So let me say that we all carry around this level of hurt with us that's based on our internal representation. In other words, hurt is subjective. Something that might hurt one person doesn't cause any pain necessarily for another person. And usually when we say something, we didn't mean it to be hurtful, and yet it's often heard in a very hurtful way. So we have this subjective reality to the experience of each of us. In hurt, subjective means that you can't apply it to everyone, right? So if you're still listening, my guess is you've got a spouse who is feeling some sort of hurt and she's expressing that vis-a-vis her resentment. That hurt comes out as anger. That anger unresolved has become resentment. And you want to find a way to deal with that resentment so that your relationship can reconnect. Resentment is the poison of connection. So how do we start the process? Well, the first thing is that we always want to track back. As I said earlier, anger is a secondary emotion to hurt. Hurt is the primary emotion. Anger is a secondary emotion. Resentment is what happens when the residual anger is not addressed and it grows. And so we have to step back and address the hurt. Part of that means that you begin to look back on where you caused the hurt. So my suggestion for all couples is to ignore the anger in the other person. Now let me be very clear. You don't ignore the behavior, but you ignore the emotions. So if somebody is yelling, throwing things, pushing all those activities that I consider to be boundary violations, you don't ignore those angry responses, that angry behavior, but you don't get hooked into the anger. You recognize that behind that is the hurt. You may have to address somebody's breaking of your boundaries by setting up very clear expectations of how you want to be treated. But if you get called in, like most of us do, and you respond to anger, you perpetuate the anger. You don't solve the anger. You perpetuate it. And when you perpetuate it, you end up finding a, you know, a place in yourself for anger, and you end up allowing the other person to be justified in their anger. So step one, always look to address the hurt behind the anger. Ignore, ignore the anger itself and stop looking at how the other person is talking to you with anger. Look at how they might express that behavior. But if you want to recognize whenever there's anger coming your way, that behind it, there's hurt that you want to address. Which brings us to an immediate second step to apologize and accept responsibility. At The Fortified Spouse, we are all about accepting 100% responsibility of what we have control over. And if you hurt someone, you have control over that and you need to accept responsibility and then apologize. I talk about how you write, you know, a, a mini apology letter, the mini fortified apology letter, and then the fortified apology letter in our fortified um, uh, spouse program, which is incredibly profound and it is incredibly effective. But it, it, they both can only be delivered after certain things have happened. Um, but they need to be delivered nonetheless because it's the acknowledging of the hurt 
which is accepting your responsibility and also apologizing for it sincerely. You know, it is very, very powerful when done right. And that's why we do it. And that's what we teach, in the, again, in the Fortified Spouse Program. And part of what I'm trying to do is get to a place, get you to a place where it's not just an apology, you know, where it's a toss-up. Have you ever noticed how often we just toss off an apology? Somebody says, oh, you did something, and you say, oh, I'm sorry for that, and you move on. Well, that's not really getting to the heart of it. Apology is step one. Accepting responsibility is the more powerful place if you want to solve the anger and the resentment. It's not enough to simply apologize. Many times we simply apologize and try to move on, and we never get to the place of healing. That happens when you say, I accept responsibility for what you know what I've done and where it has taken us. I always have to be clear at this point, guys, to say that I'm not talking about taking responsibility for everything in your relationship because it does take two to tangle. But what I am saying is that if you've done something to hurt the other person, even if it's coming out as anger, that you take full responsibility for what you have done. We are all about taking 100% responsibility for our actions, for what we can control. And apologizing and accepting responsibility is taking action for what you can control. So apologize and accept responsibility is step number two. Step number three is to notice what we do in the midst of those arguments. So you want to stop building your rebuttals. This is one of those very common mistakes that people make in the midst of a conflict. They're simply not listening. They're creating their rebuttals, their defense to what the other person is saying. Have you ever noticed that as somebody's talking, you're not really listening to what they're saying as much as figuring out how to respond and prove them wrong? Your rebuttal to their statement. Whenever we do that, we magnify the anger and the hurt and the resentment. Whenever we, you know, whenever we decide not to chase after the rebuttals, but to simply listen, we allow the other person to move through their anger and back towards their hurt. So make sure you stop building your rebuttals and you start actually truly listening to the hurt that's behind it. Now, number four, ask for more examples. Seek to understand the other person's perspective. The deeper the resentment is, the longer this process is going to be, but it's a critical part. So you have one place where maybe a spouse is always doing this one thing. Our initial response to that is to always say, I don't always do that. We start pleading against that instead of saying, well, I'm not sure if I do that all the time or not, but can you tell me more times when I have done that, give me more examples so that I can understand? Maybe the person says, you always discount me, and they're talking actually about a specific time. You can apologize for that specific time, but you can also say, you know what? Obviously, there's a lot of pain there. Obviously, I've hurt your feelings around that, and I don't want to do that. I don't want to discount you. So can you help me understand? Can you give me more examples? Can you share with me some other examples of that? Now, let me caution you here that if you ask for examples, you are not asking for examples to rebut. This is what we look back to step number three. This is not about building rebuttals, about defending yourself. So when they're sharing the other examples, you need to accept the examples as places where they're sharing their hurt. Accept them for gifts of reflection, gifts of reflection of you. 
gifts of reminders of other times where maybe it didn't come out the way you wanted it to. The words didn't come out the way you thought they should. The actions didn't come out the way you wanted that. And that led to hurting the other person. Allow it to be their hurt, but allow their words to be representative of something that is important for you to hear. You may, you may not have meant it, but that doesn't mean it wasn't perceived that way. And not just merely trying to change their mind, but sees that you're actually willing to change, willing to accept their perspective, willing to see things from their viewpoint, and willing to work on healing. That's empathy, guys. That's step number five. Having that clearing conversation with empathy. The clearing conversation is probably more about hearing them out, allowing them to talk through it, and then maybe, you know, a fourth of the time responding and accepting responsibility, not reacting, not shoving back with anger and, you know, and threats, but responding with listening and responsibility and empathy. Now, the final thing is to change what needs to be changed. And this is the place where it really takes action. If you tell your spouse you're going to change and then you do nothing to change, you've only proven that, that they have every reason to be suspect and not believe you and not trust you. In fact, the reason why most of you men out there are in a marriage crisis, have marriage problems, is because you've promised a lot of things. You've seen the hurt. You didn't like it. You promised you would change, but you didn't, right? You may be willpowered. You changed for a little bit, but it wasn't really change. It was just tactics. It was changing behaviors momentarily, but you never changed at the core. And so you're repeating the same things because you, you haven't changed in, in the sense of you haven't addressed your triggers. You haven't addressed your emotional baggage. You haven't addressed your insecurities, the things that make you resentful, that make you angry, that make you make her feel invisible. You know, especially your ego, right? You're always trying to be right. You're always trying to control. You're always trying to fix. All that that is doing is, uh, you know, is giving food and feeding your ego. And I don't know one single time where ego has made anything better. And again, let's not confuse ego with confidence. It's good to have confidence, but ego is selfish. It's all about me. And when you're doing everything but changing yourself, you're just doing it temporarily to get through the moment. And then you fall back into your old ways because nothing's changed. So if that happens, if you don't follow through with your actions, they have a reason to be on the defense. They have a reason to hold on to their resentment. If you show that you accept responsibility for what's happened, that you make a sincere apology, and then you begin to change, you notice that there's a transformation that's possible. And this is an important part of any, any you know, marriage salvation, saving any, any marriage, any relationship for that matter. We talk about first order change and second order is change. First order change is when we kind of act like we're going to change. It's like makeup, like you had a bad night and you're tired and you get up and you kind of, you know, look dragging. So you put on makeup and you make yourself look really, you know, ready to meet the world. But underneath it, you're still exhausted and you're still out of energy. That's first order change. 
Second order change is to find ways of changing the habits, changing the insecurities, overcoming the insecurities, changing the behaviors, changing the emotions that are being triggered so you're not tired when you get up in the morning, that you really are recharged and get the rest you need and take care of yourself and all other pieces, right? Again, that's an analogy. So a first order change is pretending that something is different. Again, the key word here is pretending. The second order change is when you really do make a change. Here's the important part of this. If you decide to make a change, oftentimes it'll start off with the first order change. You want to prove that you're a different person, but you've got to be a different person. You've got to transform yourself into a different person. If you only work to be seen as that different person and never work to allow that to become you, it'll break through time. And that old you will rear its ugly head. We can only fake it for so long. We can only willpower it for, you know, for so long before our true stripes show. And that's the problem in many marriages. Many times people have promised over and over and over to change the exact same issues, to bring up the hurt and the anger and the resentment, only to go right back into those as soon as you made any progress because you get lazy and you don't do any change. So you work and you work and you work. And as you begin to regain your spouse's trust and your spouse's connection, you haven't really made any changes because you've just changed the appearance. So part of what's crucial here is to make the real changes. This is the part, you know, at the heart of the process. If you know the fortified process, which is very, very profound, you know, we talk about the three C's, you know, connecting with your spouse, changing yourself and creating a new path. Connecting with your spouse often is included in the changing yourself. You've got to figure out the places where you fall. You fall short and begin to rebuild that. When you rebuild that, it allows for more connection and it likely allows for a new path for your relationship. As you find the places where you've created resentment from your spouse, where you've hurt your spouse, make sure you hear them out. Make sure you've gathered the examples. Make sure you understand the process that's happened. Then seek to make the real change. Take responsibility for those changes. Apologize and begin to make sure that the changes are true. Changes that you really have changed yourself. Not just a new appearance, but you've really changed yourself into that better version where you can now embark on the journey of restoring your marriage. Thank you for listening. If you're hurting, if you're lost, if you're in despair, you need to understand what is going on. If you're facing decisions, if you're facing this anxiety, what do I do? How do I respond when my wife is being toxic? I don't know what to do. My wife doesn't love me. I don't know what to do. My wife is cheating on me. I don't know what to do. She wants a separation. I don't know what to do. She wants a divorce. I don't know what to do. Well, we can help you find those answers and give you those tools. You need to get the right tools, such as how to start being an empathetic listener, how to communicate, how to build trust, how to change your context and gain perspective on the differences between the masculine and the feminine, how to deal with your emotions so you are not easily triggered, 
and how to build your inner confidence so you are no longer codependent on your wife, but independent of your wife. You need to start making decisions that are empowering instead of disempowering. Now, if you're interested in learning more about these tools, how to stabilize the marriage, how to postpone and delay the divorce or separation so you can work on yourself and save your marriage, how to start making changes to you, how to start growing into the husband and man you should have been, then I invite you to take part in the Fortified Spouse Program. Go to fortifiedspouse.com and enroll in the program. The program is going to change your life. It's going to make you a better man, a better husband, a better father. It's going to restore the man in you to win your wife back, and it's going to save your marriage. You have been listening to the podcast, Save Your Marriage by Restoring the Man. For further information, visit the Fortified Spouse at www.fortifiedspouse.com. Thank you.